Welcome to the Crucible! It is I, Tiny Grimes. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, The Rebel Spy. This is episode four. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone who has supported all my content on Patreon, especially Steve, Justin, Eric, and John, and anyone else who wants to jump in on one of these tiers. I've added some Keyforge stuff. Do you want to get your deck analyzed? Do you want to join the exclusive Discord channel? Well, sign on up and come on over, but that's enough of that. Mike, how you doing? How's your week been? I heard you got a Nintendo Switch, but we won't talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> but I'm just going to throw it out here right now. You right brought now. it up. <laughs> you should look. I'm guessing there's going to be a Switch podcast that we record like right after this one, but that's <laughs> we'll move on from there. All right, Mike, yeah. how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm I'm good. been busy. It's been fun. Um, Mostly, actually played Destiny this weekend, but Ooh. also, also still been playing some Keyforge, but not as much as last week. So. Did you make it to a tournament this weekend? Yes, I did. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I did not make it to any Keyforge tournaments, unfortunately. <laughs> you didn't. Um, there are several of them. We had the World Championship <laughs> in my garage. It was me and my uh, daughter thumped her. Nice. Didn't even nice. Know how to play. Uh, now, unfortunately, Congrats. no more in person. I played several more games online, which was fun. I enjoy playing online. But because of that, I think, I'm going to ask you the question I've always asked. I'm going to start with myself. My height meter, it finally tapered off. It's not like going down. So it's still sky high. But this was the first week where it didn't just climb a whole bunch more. It was like, game's awesome. Having fun with it. Cool. Can't wait. Yep. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, it's, it's been, you know, I'm, I'm still very excited about it, but, um, my, my hype level hasn't climbed since last week, but maybe that's because I haven't played as much. That'll, that'll usually do it. I think what happened for me is I yeah. lost a game. <laughs> I hate losing. Like, I hate I, this game. <laughs> I get in these terrible spots where, especially in a new game, if I put in some time and I've played 50 games, most of my opponents have only played three games. So I win. Mm -hmm. I get like these absurd win rates where it'll be like, I remember in Destiny I won like 87 straight games at one point. And people were like, you are a liar. That's impossible. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's just every, most people don't really know how to play. It's hard to find really amazing yeah. Destiny players when the game isn't out. And it's kind of the same thing here. We're all just having fun. We're all just getting used to the game. So it's, it's fairly easy to win most of your games if you're the more experienced player uh, but i did lose a game this week and you know what card it was too mike what card? try to guess just what, guess the library card. access library freaking access <laughs> it was like 14 cards just and i had library access also and i could not sculpt a hand of more than two logos cards i didn't know what Man. was happening and also i played the the library turn one he stole mm -hmm. it there is a card, a dude that comes into play and just says, steal your opponent's artifacts. What? The Shadows <laughs> card. It's freaking crazy. And you and just get it? It's a that's, guy. He just that, gets it. So he stole so my shadows. library, used my <laughs> library on his library access turn. I was ready that, to just be that's like, amazing. that's cool. That's cool. We're done. I still <laughs> almost pulled it out, but it was incredibly frustrating. Mike, yeah, I, I gotta imagine. say, that card, I know people are upset with, with bait and switch, but you can play around that. Library access leads to those Pokemon-like games where you're just like, yeah. I win! 
that mm-hmm. needs to have chains, man. I'm I'm gonna go right now and say, <laughs> any deck with library access is a chain. Ten chains, ten 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 chains. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, a chain automatically just for having library access. I don't it's care a, how bad you you, is. you gain a chain for each card you draw. Ooh, ooh wow, <laughs> that would be that'd be brutal. That would be a terrible card. You're you're just uh, you know front loading your draws. Uh sure, okay, that's true. That's true. You never <laughs> draw it, again. You, you draw you draw the same net cards over the course <laughs> of the game. <laughs> that's the, but then what's the point of the card, Mike? I don't quite get you, it. You get to draw them now. Okay, all right. Now it's, versus it's a later. tempo play, not a okay. value and tempo play. I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, library access still busted. All right, Mike. Um, remember last time we were recording the show. And the FFG was about to do a stream for their unique yes. games. And I was super psyched. I was like, Mike, I was psyched we got to well, go. Mike, Mike, <laughs> we got to end this. I got to go watch this. So, Mike, did you think that was an amazing stream, a decent stream, or a subpar stream? You know, I, I, I got to say, I, I don't have the knowledge to be able to say regarding <laughs> the entire stream because I left about five minutes in. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's fair. And why did you leave? I guess let's go with that. Um, so I was kind of poking around the chat and kind of listening to the kind of questions that they were answering. And in the chat, they mentioned we're not going to be answering questions about organized play. Um, and like almost every question that I have and that like most people have about the game is about organized play and how that ties into how the game's going to work. Yeah. Because um, a lot of things kind of depend on that. Um, and I was. Kind of, it, it kind of seemed like the kind of content that they were going to uh, to give us, like the, the kind of information that they're going to give us, was everything that I already knew. Um, and it yeah. seemed like, for the most part, barring a couple things, um, that was pretty much true. So. Yeah, I, I felt like coming out of that stream that it was a stream um, that didn't understand its audience. Like yeah, the that, people. That were tuning into a live stream about this. We're not the people who are like, hey. At like noon on a Thursday. Right. I've never heard of (laughs) Keyforge. I'll just like stop working or set aside work time to watch this about a random game I don't know about. No, it was the people that are psyched. They had a, a whole chat room full of people going, what? What is happening right now? Do they not understand the audience? And they're like, no, we, we don't understand yeah. the audience at all. Why? Who's here? We wanted to tell you the basics. So this game, it's unique, and you open a deck. No way. I know. It's nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> all right. So that was yeah. the first problem. The second problem was maybe even bigger. It was like, I get it when the developers and the design team are kind of low energy that's just how they are. You still want to talk to them. But if that's the case, that person has to be balanced by an amazing host who's really high energy and can draw them out. Instead, this was kind of like, so, can you tell me about Keyforge? It's like, yeah, it's a really cool game. Like, it's really exciting. That sounds exciting. Could you tell me more? <laughs> like, it was, it was the lowest energy thing I've ever heard. I was watching that going... You know, I'm available, guys. You can just Skype me in. I, I can bring a little more to the table than this. So, uh, And again, yeah. this is nothing against the host. She may be an amazing host with a different guest, but it's a thing where you need to understand that someone in that room has to bring energy. You just have to. For sure. So, For sure. All right. Yeah. So those are the I, negatives. I it's fine. Whatever. Hopefully they will learn from this and move on. But, Mike, we did get a few gems, a couple nuggets. 
True. Can we talk about them? Yeah, let's do it. I'm super excited. Okay, this is going <laughs> to sound so lame. The number one thing I'm excited about is this revelation. This bombshell, Mike. Let's the game it. is being printed in Germany. What? I think most people were like, okay. Yeah. So, like, it's not in the U.S. That's unfortunate. But <laughs> if you know anything about FFG's woes, of which they are many and, and bountiful, then most of them come from printing in Asia and something happening. Chinese New Year comes up, and the next set is delayed three months. Uh, pirates rob the boat in the Pacific. <laughs> the, it's delayed the three stars. months. <laughs> it's like nonstop issues printing in Asia. So mm -hmm. I am so, so excited to see what happens printing in Germany. I feel like with that short Atlantic ride, it's not that far to Minnesota from New York. Yeah. Mike. Mike, we may not have huge gaps in products. Man, I my fingers are are crossed super hard, but it, it like everything points towards it being a better a better situation. Yeah. So it, it makes me pretty excited. The only the only di issue is this is the one game where product is less important, right? You're like, I already got a deck. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't actually. I'm not super excited to go buy more decks. It's not like I can just slot them in my old deck. It would just be a whole other new deck. Uh, so that, yeah. that's a little bit funny, but but I'm really excited about that. I know that sounds lame, but so excited about it. Yeah, I mean, if if it allows them to be more, like, if they can predict more easily, like, what their actual release dates are going to be and, like, yeah. the availability of their own product, which seems silly, um, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> that, that'll lead to us, you know, actually getting real release dates, you know, for you release know, sets coming dates. out in the future and, like, you know, actually be able to guarantee guarantee product coming out or be able to count on product coming out on a specific date or a specific month even i'll settle yeah. for a specific quarter <laughs> yes and just to be clear in case this is your first ffg game ffg is not wizards of the coast right they they're not this massive game company that makes this one game and puts all their resources into it yeah. they're part of asmodee they're a board game company that makes really cool card games that generally don't have solid release dates because they just they don't have the resources to be able to do that. But Mike is right. This yeah. may be the game where they do. I hope That's so. Exciting. I hope so. Okay, next revelation, next bombshell. They tested this game for multiple years. Now, That's... that probably sounds obvious <laughs> to all of you out there. That is not how it generally works with FFG. They uh, they canceled Game of Thrones 1.0 and then immediately announced it'd be at, like, the next Gen Con. And people are like, wait, what? When did you play test? And like, I don't know. We crammed some time in there. Like, definitely not <laughs> years went into this. That's really exciting to me that they, they realized how weird and different this game was and took years to hammer this out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I also imagine part of that is... Um, like developing the algorithm to be able to print yeah. the decks, um, that must have taken a, a lot of time and quite a bit of like trial and error. Um, it's like playtesting must have been super fun because like, <laughs> like they probably have to just like go print a deck and then yeah. like you know from an algorithm and see how you know how it goes and like what's in there and like just looking at the decks that it spits out and seeing if like it's doing what it wants them, if what they want it to do. That, that just seems like it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And the hardest part was, was something that they specifically mentioned was, like, how do you balance around, like, these rares that are really rare 
then mm-hmm. there's these two rares that when they're in the same deck are totally broken. Like, yeah. do you actually balance for that moment, which is like one in a zillion? Or you just say, mm-hmm. oh, I guess we're going to chain the hell out of that deck <laughs> it appears. It's, it's really, really interesting in that way, too, because, like, balancing, like... I mean, this is all predicated on how they implement the the chain system and how they balance post-launch, but um, it seems like they have the opportunity to be very flexible and very, like, sort of, uh, you know, hot fixy with it, yeah. which is kind of fun um, and kind of neat. So um, leaning towards fun effects that aren't necessarily the most balanced but can be balanced later through other means and or, like, if these two cards are great together, like maybe, you know, if they're both rares and it's super hard to get both of them in the same, same box, like it kind of balances itself in that way anyway. So, and if you do, I don't know. you start with 10 chains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds really bad, but when do you lose two cards? Is that six? It's yeah. I think one through six is one chain, but I could yeah. be wrong about that. I think you're right. So that's, it's really interesting that six chains Still really, it's not as bad as it sounds. Like it's still yeah. punishing because then you're only drawing one, but it's it's still only but, one less. Right, but it, but it lasts for six rounds. Right, but it's basically saying it's like yeah, yeah. you're gonna play this game with with five card hands because your deck is insane. Mm-hmm. Library access. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one more really important tidbit that I thought, um, and that is someone said, "Are chains going to be used in organized play?" And we had all kind of assumed they would be, and then there were some naysayers, and they said, yes, chains will be used in organized play. Um, So I think we can then extrapolate from what Richard Garfield has said as well, that that's going to be at least one mechanism for handicapping decks will be the, you know, the chains built into the system. I don't think that surprises many people, but I have had several Mm -hmm. people give me some serious pushback on that and say, like, you know, why, what makes you think this? Do you have proof? I'd say we do have some proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that's totally fair. Um, I'm very curious to see what their, you know, like the real solution is, um, and I, I hope that they have sort of read the community, and I hope that the next thing that we see out of, you know, the Keyforge hype machine is something about organized play. Yeah, I wonder if they're not like. So here's yeah. one thing: if, if you have a pass with FFG games. Organized play is usually not even worked out until like nine months after the game comes out. <laughs> like with Destiny, there wasn't a store championship the first season. It was just like the whole first season goes and then they have a world championship and it's like, well, Worlds is coming up. We really need to iron out this whole organized play stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just kind of how they operate. It's like, I think, I think it's like they want to let the game build some momentum and then kind of go from there. Whereas this game, it feels like organized play is so integral that I hope they're already slaving over this and they have a couple people just dedicated to this one game. My my hope is that they are approaching this more like they did L5R where they released at a, you know, this big tournament and they have like all these different cool organized play things that are, you know, unique to that game. Uh, I I hope that they're putting more effort into it because that... uh, in the you know few years that I've been playing FFG games has definitely been the uh, weak weak point. Yeah, they make amazing games. No one can deny that. Um, yeah. I I'm gonna go a little contrarian to you. 
I hope they do not release this like they did L5R because I did the Gen Con release of L5R. Oh, and yeah, it was yeah. the I, single I heard, I heard worst gaming experience of my <laughs> life. Was it was it worse than the uh, the the anime expo that we went to? Oh man. No. <laughs> did did you block that out of your memory already? Nothing can be worse than that. But that was a weird different scenario where <laughs> wasn't FFG's fall. It was just that, a okay, bizarre that, that, that is fair. situation. That, that is fair. But you're right. Yeah. You're right, Mike. You got me. <laughs> but All no, right. I, I, I do. I, I see. I see what you're saying. I, I just hope that they have thought everything out and that like, yeah, we actually get support right off the bat as opposed as opposed to having to wait for forever. Yeah, and, and I really think they will because it's like they have to, right? What if Jimmy opens a deck that's twenty times better than Bob's deck? Do you right. really want to lose both of those players? No, you need to have that already built in. Yeah, and then I mean, then again, though, like in the rulebook are you know, like suggestions for how to balance it yourself. So it doesn't it's like, work at all. That's the I, worst no, thing I've ever I, heard of. I'm, I like I totally agree with you, but <laughs> they might be using that as a way to say like, no, we don't need to now. Like, there's something in the rulebook. It's fine. Right. Could you just imagine that? Like, it's it's totally not fine. <laughs> right, Jimmy beats Bob five times in a row, and Bob's like, "You need three chains. This is just bull." And he's like, "No, I'm just better at this game than you." He's like, nope, <laughs> your deck's better. And then they argue for the next hour, and then they throw their decks away and play Magic. Yeah, like, I, I don't think this whole house rules chains thing is the best approach. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're gonna move on from this. That. We're gonna walk, we're gonna back away. Um, I want to talk about owning decks. And I know we're both crazy psyched to own a deck, but but the question I want to ask you is not why are you excited, but why why is it so important to remember we're going to own these decks versus sort of the random decks we're playing on TTS? Essentially, it's a very different game booting up, saying random deck, glancing at it, and playing a deck you know. So let's talk about like what are the advantages going to be of knowing your deck. So Mike, you want to go first? What is one thing you can think of of why it's really going to be great to, to have your own deck? Um, well, I mean, like the most obvious thing is that, you know, when you own your deck and you've played it multiple times, you've looked through it a bunch of times, you're going to know it inside and out. You're going to know what's in your deck and you're going to know like what cards you're playing towards. Yeah. Um, and you're going to know like roughly sort of how it plays against other things. So I, I think that that's a huge advantage right off the bat. I think you're going to know what your main strategy is supposed to be, right? Is this a deck that wants to fight? Is this a deck that plays creatures but never even uses them because it gets all its amber through alternate ways? Um, is this a deck that's looking to do one big turn and then play Keyforge during that turn so it can't be stolen? Like, I think that's going to be one of the big things is you're going to know your plan A, your plan B, maybe your plan C really well and, and mm -hmm. what you're supposed to be going for. And I think that's going to be a big thing. Whenever I load these random decks, I'll have an idea of like, these are the power cards, but it's usually at the end of the game where I'm like, right, actually had I saved that one card, I didn't realize actually that was like my whole game plan. And I yeah. discarded it just to make room in my deck for, you know, in my hand for other cards. Wow. That was a blunder. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had so many of those uh, situations in games, <laughs> which is funny. I mean, and I I always just load in a random deck because mm. um, part and honestly, like part of that is like the decks that are available online, like those are other people's decks. You know what I mean? Like that that's not my deck. Like, what's um, the point so, of learning that? 
Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, like for, for me to spend, you know, like, you know, days like playing only this one deck. It's like, yes, I, I get the experience of learning that deck and kind of seeing what it would be like to own one, but it's not mine. I don't actually own it. And to me, that's not super interesting. Um, yeah. I'd rather just like have the variety and play different things every time and like most of the time not even look through before I start playing. But um, that's, that's definitely more my personality. Um, I think another really big thing, and I, and I think because people are playing random decks, this part of the game hasn't been talked about enough, that's the mm-hmm. mulligan. Especially when you go first, yeah. you get seven cards anyway. You can definitely mulligan because you're going to drop to six, play the card, draw back up to six. There is zero yeah. penalty to There's mulligan. no downside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's really important to figure out when you own your own deck, like what is the card I want to play or what are the two to three cards I really need in that opening hand um, yeah. that maybe, maybe yeah, I am going first and I'm playing this junk card, but it's because next turn I'm playing three hunting witches and laughing hysterically. Uh, what is it that you really want a mulligan for? And and that's the funny thing is, Mike, in every game I've ever played, I'm just like, I don't know, this card looks strong. I guess I'll, I'll mulligan for that. <laughs> or, right. <laughs> or just basically I just look at my opening hand and decide whether I like it rather than thinking what I should mulligan for. Because the decks are small enough, especially if you're first, you will see 13 cards if you do a mulligan. That's a, that's a lot yeah, of your deck. which is, that's, is that? No, that, that that's almost half. Yeah. yeah which it's, is it's, crazy. It's about a third. It's just under yeah. a third. Or just over a third. Right. Yeah. All right, Mike. So have you been tempted at all? And I've been sorely tempted to do this. I totally agree with you, Mike. You <laughs> play random decks because they're not your decks. <laughs> But are you tempted at all to be like, I'm going to pretend this deck is mine so I can see how Keyforge actually plays when you own a real deck? Because right now we're playing like this bizarro form of Keyforge. Right. I, you know, I, when, when you first started to ask that question, I was thinking, have you been tempted to buy a, buy a deck on eBay? And <laughs> so that would be yes. Of course. Uh, we're I all I'm tempted. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm not that crazy. I'm not, I'm, I'm not that, uh, that, that desperate to play with nobody right now. Um, <laughs> if you buy two, we can play, Mike. <laughs> that, that, that is true. You, you do have a point there. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, to to be honest, I haven't um, because I like psychologically to me, it's like it, it's like to me, it feels pointless because it's like yes, I'll kind of get an understanding of like what it will be like when I have my own deck, but it's not. It's not the same, you know. It's like. Uh, it's like the fake Mickey Mouse instead of real Mickey Mouse. Like you, you go to like fake Disneyland with all the weird like you know knockoff Disney Disney characters. Oh, okay. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I see how it makes sense. Um, yeah. I, and I haven't done it either for the same reason. But it, but we're really basically just playing. Go to a shop, buy a deck, and play against each other. That's basically yeah, okay. what we've been playing. Which is super which, fun. <laughs> it is. It is really fun. That's what makes Keyforge so cool is that there's yeah. this whole other version of Keyforge we haven't even been doing. Right. And I was doing it a little more when there were only five decks because it was like, mm-hmm. well, there's only five decks. I'm getting to know this deck reasonably well. But now that TTS has, what, like 30 playable decks? Yeah. Uh, I haven't even played them all yet, <laughs> let alone, you know, cycled through the same ones several times. And yeah. yeah. So I'm tempted, though. I think I'm going to, Mike. I think. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to find a deck that reflects my play style mm-hmm. and then choose that as my deck, deck. that's not <laughs> my deck and I'll never own ever because it's impossible. <laughs> but hopefully I'll own something similar play style wise just to kind of get a feel 
But then it's not really fair because I'm the only person doing that, and I'll be the only person who actually knows their deck well, and then I should <laughs> actually all knows my games, deck, yeah. and then it just confuses <laughs> everything anyway. So I mean, that, that that's fine because that that's how you like to play anyway. So okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, the thing though is that if you do find a deck that you that you've played online and you fall in love with it. You could theoretically find the person that actually owns that deck in real life and buy it from them. Yeah, you know how much they have you over them. a barrel at like... that point? <laughs> They're like, yeah, how much do you like this deck? You're like, I really like it. It's really good to like. That's $800. <laughs> what? 800 Yeah, no, it's... i tell you what. I'm in a good mood today. 650 Boom. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be rough. All right. <laughs> Let's move on from this. Basically, bottom line is we want our own decks. Yes. We are... Please, please send, send us your decks. <laughs> yeah. Somebody please um, wormhole me like they did with Jay and send him... I'll pay you $25 for a deck. I'm more generous. Actually, that should be one of the tiers on the Patreon. Patreon Tiny Grimes. Uh, at, the, at the $3 level, you can send me a deck. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Actually, I guess it's the negative $10 level. I will yeah. send you $10 when you send me a deck. I'm not sure there are negative levels, but I'll look into that. Okay. Um, one thing I'm really excited about the game, and I was a little nervous before, is comebacks. Have you had any mm -hmm. games where either somebody made a great comeback against you or you were able to do a great comeback? I think I think we had a game when we played in person where there, were, there was a it was like a very swingy game where one of us was behind and then eventually came back to win the game. It was you um, and it was bull because I forgot that card was in my archives. That's right. And then you played that. the can't play actions card. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah. So there, there was that, which, which was a fun time for everybody involved. Um, I, I feel like there's been like one or two other games, um, but I have, had way more games that are just like okay like i'm ahead or my opponent's ahead like they stay ahead especially if they're playing shadows um because <laughs> they they just keep you down with with all their steel mechanics yeah. um yep. i don't know yeah so what, had, what what a couple what was your game like yeah. i had a good game against jay where um he was up he was up so much and i was so frustrated mm -hmm. i was ready to resign and then I was like, oh, wait, you only have one key? Because he was just crushing me so bad the whole game. And he was like, yeah, it's one key to zero keys. And I was like, oh, I thought you were up two to zero. I won't resign, I guess. And then I ended up being able to win. I pulled off some nice plays. And then the last turn, I only had, like, two. And I had the Mars card that says, like, your keys are plus nine. And then based oh, on how yeah, many yeah, cards yeah. you have. That one's cool. And so I was able to string together this whole thing from two to get all the way to victory on that turn when Jay was going to win wow. the next turn. And he was stunned. I streamed that live <laughs> on Twitch Tiny Grimes. I'll be putting it up on YouTube if I can find it. It's, it's somewhere <laughs> in my collection of, of videos. But it was really fun, and Jay was That's shocked. Awesome. He was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you won that. <laughs> so that was a fun one. That's awesome. And then yeah, – um, that card uh, for the listeners who have not heard of it is called mm. Key Abduction. There we go. Um, yeah, and it's a return of each Mars creature to its owner's hand, and then you can forge a key at plus nine, um, but reduced by each card in your hand. So yeah. if you have enough Mars creatures on the board, you bring it in, and you can theoretically even forge for less than six. 
yeah, I was not able to get to that, but it only cost me like seven. Uh, nice. So it was it was pretty cool. Um, and then in that game I told you about all right, where the guy library accessed me, yeah. I still could have won that game, but on his library access turn, he was able to play the oh, you can't play, play action. Can't play actions, yeah. So annoying. And so then that there were like <laughs> three people watching in the room, and I, it's my turn on Mars. I discard the card that says, like, all of your dudes capture one. And it would have oh, just wow. totally blown him out, right? Yeah. And, and I discard it, and then I say, your turn. And the guy in chat is like, I don't understand what's going on right now. And he was <laughs> like, I don't either. Tiny, did you mean to discard that? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I did mean to discard that. And he's like, I don't understand why you would do that. Like, that's a crazy like, play. And I was like, because I can't play actions, you jerk face. Like, you already <laughs> screwed me with library access. Now you have to rub it in. <laughs> and he was like, all right, I forgot about that card. You could have easily screwed me. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I've had quite a few comebacks, which is fun. I, I had a lot of experiences like you where it seemed like one person stayed on top and I was getting a little nervous. But I feel like as people get a little better... And like we talked about, knowing their decks and knowing the outs. Yeah, knowing your outs. Yeah, knowing yeah. your outs is so critical. I had a game yesterday where yeah. I had no idea what my outs were, right? And I was right. like, I've got this artifact that says, discard cards off the top until it's a Mars creature. And then you get to put it in your hand. And I had other plays, but none of them, they were all one short. And I was yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe this will get me there. I have no freaking idea what this is. I start discarding all my cards. Finally, I get this terrible Mars creature. And I'm like, nope, that is an absolutely not going to do it. <laughs> so knowing your outs is really important. And actually knowing your deck will help you with that. Yes, yes. And that, that is one thing that I have been very bad at so far. Uh, because I've just been just straight up too... Uh, I, I, either too lazy or just like too excited to jump into a game that I just don't yeah. like look at the deck deck list ahead of time. What I do and I'm like searching for the the like board wipe and it doesn't even exist in my deck. <laughs> <laughs> what I always do now is I load the deck unshuffled and I just kind of look mm. at like what and you said. Through it. I look for a board wipe, look for library access, look for key forge, look for big swing, anything big and swingy so that I know it's coming. But I have no idea yeah. what creatures are in it. Like, okay, yeah. there's yeah. this one or that one. Like, the way I play is is very creature not... I, I don't rely on creatures unless something weird happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think, Mike, we should talk about some cards we discovered this week, if we discovered any. Or cards... I know you haven't played as much this week, so maybe you can just think of some cards from the week prior. I, I'm thinking two weeks this week. I'll go first. Because yeah. there is a card that's so broken it's crazy that no one is talking about. Is <laughs> a discard called Poltergeist. It's uncommon, thank goodness. I've not heard of that. And it says this. Check this out. All right. Use an artifact as if it were your own, then destroy that artifact. Whoa. So you get to use your opponent's artifact and then <laughs> destroy it. It's sick. That's pretty cool. Well, it was so that's cool crazy, about it. Because it lets you use your own artifact out of house if you really desperately need mm, to. That is true. That's very cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool card. That's awesome. I like that a lot. There's, and I um, believe it gives you an amber, because why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> there's, there's like, a, I think a Shadows card. It's probably a Shadows card that lets you just use an opponent's artifact. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of them have, like, sacrifice effects anyway, so it sort of has that same yeah. kind of vibe to it, but just being able to destroy it. It's pretty yeah, sweet. That's 
It's crazy. I like that quite a bit. Totally crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I I, I saw a card this week. Ooh. I haven't played it yet, but a card that looks really cool um, and really thematic is um, this discard. Um, gosh, I, I you you have to imagine that like yeah. th- this would have crossed their mind when they were de- like designing the house names. Yep. Um, <laughs> so this card uh, called Red Hot Armor. Um, and it's an action, gives you an amber when you play it. And it says, play each enemy creature with armor, loses all of its armor until the end of the turn, and then is dealt one damage for each point of armor it lost that way. Mm-hmm. So I super thematic, <laughs> super awesome. Like, when you're playing against that deck that's stacking bulwarks, yeah. you know, you oh, just play man. this, and then they're all gone. <laughs> yep. Sanctum does not like this card. <laughs> not at all. Like, you cannot touch any of my guys, and you're like, all oh, your guys are dead. And I get mm-hmm. an amber. I feel like like Sanctum just doesn't like this in general because like this has just destroy creature, destroy creature, destroy creature, and then like this that's just like screw you, Skanktum. Um, you call him Skanktum? Skanktum, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what that, Dis calls that, him. That's what Dis would call okay. them. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's pretty cool. You're coming up with disses for Dis to use against Sanctum. That's good. I like it. I like it. <laughs> that that's the actual theme of their house is <laughs> that they're, they're yeah. Okay. They do have it's, a ton it's, of discard it's, it's mechanics. It's not the disruption house. It's the the, the disrespectful house. Oh, oh wow. We, yes. we we could yes. we need to call them like the triple D's, like disrespect, <laughs> discard, and disruption. Yeah. That's my game. <laughs> I play dis only. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Love it. All right. I discovered a card in a game, and of course, I don't like read and think about cards before I see them. I saw this card, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is the most broken card in the game. And it is a rare, so I wasn't too surprised. And it shadows, obviously. Obviously. Yep. (laughs) And it's called the Speed Sigil. It's an artifact that says um, the first creature that comes into play comes into play ready. Whoa. Yeah, which is totally busted Whoa. until you a... realize it doesn't say your first creature. Ooh, yeah, so that's a, exciting. Yeah, it's a really interesting that's card. That's super interesting. Yeah, I played it, and my opponent wow. brought his guy in ready, and I was like, what? <laughs> you, you were like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think you're doing? They're like, yeah, that's oh what my God. I can totally see that that playing out in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, so it's a really weird that's card. That is pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure it's good. Like, I feel like your deck would want to be built around that card, and yeah. this is Keyforge where you can't really do that. Like, it's yeah. so I dangerous. Mean, it's, it's possible that like that's a card that is you know in the algorithm as, as like, hey, this is in there, so like these these yeah. ones should probably be in there too. Yeah, so possible. maybe. But it very, also very needs cool. to be in the algorithm what your opponent is playing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit rough when your opponent's like, okay, I played this guy that comes in, reap, destroy a creature. You guys dead. And you're like, thanks, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Really appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. All right, you got right, one so, more card for us, Mike? Yeah, my, my next card is actually very much along the same lines. Um, it's a card that Jay opened on his unboxing called Evasion Sigil, which is a uh, Shadows card as well. Um, you get an Amber when you play it. And it's a similar, like, sort of affects both players type of card. Um it is a rare, um, and it's an artifact, and it says, before a creature fights, discard the top card of its controller's deck. If the discarded card is of the active house, exhaust that creature with no effect. Yeah. I played, so, I played against that. It was pretty so interesting. <laughs> annoying. So annoying. 
So yeah, I had the bat I, I thrown imagine. out. And I had gotten it was my library access turn that I got screwed. Mm-hmm. And I drew like all Mars cards and then it was like I knew I was able to count that the last card on the deck was the Logos card. And you knew for a fact. Yes. <laughs> and I should have drawn it. Like the odds, it was like four Mars yeah. in a row before I hit that one. And I was like, Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> Not only did my library access turn get blown up, but also I can't steal that critical one with the bat drone. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that card is really <laughs> it's, annoying. It, it's pretty interesting. I could see it being good in a deck that doesn't rely on, on fighting, but yeah. when you're playing against a deck that does. Um, seems quite powerful. And I, what I like about it is it's also a really high skill card because you can play mm-hmm. the odds there, right? You can be like, okay, I know there's only 12 cards that left in the deck. Six are Mars, four are Logos, two are Sanctum. So if I want to attack this turn, it'd be smarter to declare Sanctum or, or whatever. Obviously, that doesn't work because I believe you said that's a Shadows card. <laughs> Substitute the correct houses, please. <laughs> the point is, I think you can use... It's not just a simple flip of a coin. You can right. really use math to your advantage with this card and really think about it. And if your opponent is not the type who is tracking that, it puts you at a huge advantage because they're just sort of randomly or by gut. Like, I don't know, it feels like I got more Sanctum. You're like, really? What about that turn where you played them all? I'm like, all oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Very okay. Cool. <clears throat> I actually, before the show began, I, I solicited some questions. And we didn't get many, but we did get a really interesting one. And I guess I want to start with this. If you have a question for us okay. for next week, let us know. Uh, message us in Discord, Tiny Grimes. Uh, what are you in Discord? Rebel Spy? That's it. Rebel Spy. Send us your questions. We'd be happy to answer them. Okay. I got two questions. We're gonna go with the non-serious one first because the okay. because I actually do this. So this guy, <laughs> this person asked me, is it appropriate to sing um, the Muffin Man whenever you play the Mushroom Man? And as someone who has little kids, in my head every time I go, have you met the Mushroom Man? The Mushroom Man. And since I am not at a board, I can actually do this. And I didn't. I don't know if he's got a spy camera in here. Or what? But the answer is, yeah, you definitely should be doing that. I I wholeheartedly agree. Okay, there you go. There's the first question. Second question, and this is this is a little bit um, a more on point question. Wizard Lizard, hmm, that's a cool name. He asks us, "Do you regret starting a podcast for a game that won't be released for potentially months and trying to make weekly episodes?" Mike, do you regret your decision? To have two no. podcasts about a show that's not out yet, but a game no. that's not out. I'm still pumped about this game. I, I think that uh, there's there's still a lot to talk about, and even when there's not, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, that there's always plenty to talk about. There are 30-some decks on TTS, more going up every day. There is plenty of Keyforge to be had. Uh, and, and secondly... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this out here now. If I don't have anything to talk about some week, and I say, "Hey, Mike, you got any cool topics this week?" and Mike goes, "No, no, I don't." Then there just won't be an episode that week. Like, <laughs> I am not uh, one of these people who is like, "There will be an episode if it has to be us talking about the weather." Like, I think we're gonna be fine, and we'll have plenty to talk about. But am I worried? No, no, I'm not worried. I- I'm Alfred E. Newman. What me worried? Wow, look at that. Let's do that. Going deeper. Mike doesn't even have any idea what I'm talking about. 
No. You, can, you can Google that after the show, Mike. That's a little <laughs> homework <well>. for you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's show. As always, you can find Mike on the Wild Wormhole, the other amazing Keyforge podcast. You can find me on Tiny Grimes. You can find me on Patreon, Tiny Grimes. You can find me on Twitter, Tiny Grimes Games. You can find me on Twitch at Tiny Grimes. And we'll see you next time.